baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 645, quarter till 7, Tommy Tucker, WWL, joined by Mike Strain, our friend, Commission Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry. He joins us every Thursday morning. Big ball of positivity and sunshine makes us feel good. Um, Mike, somebody wants to know about hydroponics, aquaponics, and recirculating aquaculture in Louisiana. Is, is there any of that going on here? Should there be? What, what, do, you, what do you know about it? Absolutely. There are a number of farms that are doing that. And a matter of fact, uh, there's one in Baton Rouge. I went to Baton Rouge and visited with them, and they are growing hydroponic lettuce. And when you look at this, uh, it is amazing how beautiful the lettuce is. The lettuce and stuff that they're growing is, quote, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is it's very clean. It tends to last longer because of the way that it is grown, and everything is controlled. And so they recirculate water also. I was in the Virgin Isles a number of years ago at a, at a meeting and where we saw where they were raising fish. They had tilapia in tanks, mm -hmm. and then the, the tank water would flow through hydroponic and aquaponic type of beds, and the plants would then pull the nutrients out of the water where, for the fish, and then it circulated back. Wow. So there's a lot of things, a lot of that going on. If you have a small space, and you want to grow a lot of vegetables, you can do it using the hydroponics. And you can buy equipment, but i also seen some pretty neat homemade equipment. And also, again, uh, your specialists at the Ag Centers, LSU and Southern, can help you with that. But it is alive, and it's a very good business. And the farmers that are doing this are selling products. And I, I guarantee you, you probably have already bought some at your neighborhood grocery store mm -hmm. and not known that that's how it was raised. It's very, very efficient, very interesting the way that's done. Is there a place or a website to purchase Louisiana-grown, well, so harvested nutria meat for cooking? Do you know anything about that? I don't know that there is, but from time to time it pops up. A lot of the nutria, of course, they are harvested. Uh, and for the tails, which there's a $6 bounty on that, uh, there have been discussions about sending that meat overseas, uh, but I would have to get on there and Google uh, to see. And, of course, as you know, the nutrients are a growing problem. I've seen that firsthand at the mouth of the Mississippi River. So anything that we can do, you know, uh, to have a, you know, a nutrient gumbo or whatever uh, and start decreasing that population because they are destroying our marshes. Somebody wants to know what in the blank is going on with the price of eggs. Well, a number of things are happening, uh, so I'll give you the good news and the bad news. The good right. news is they've come back down a little bit. The average wholesale price of eggs in the Baton Rouge area wholesale is about $4.75 a dozen. Two weeks ago, they were $6.50 wow. a dozen. So retail, you're looking at about five five twenty, which is still very high. So several things are happening. One, we have the food cost inflation that has affected every other commodity. 18 to 20 percent across the board over the course of the last 12 months. But the big factor is one, avian influenza, and we lost a significant number of the hens that lay the eggs to the disease. And then 
secondly, on top of that, we had a high you know, instant demand for baking to, do, to use them between November and December. So one, we're trying to repopulate the egg-laying hens, and by the time we do that, remember, we have to get those hens from eggs from other hens. We have to get fertilized eggs to make the, the hens that then can lay the table eggs. So you're looking at six to eight months for that cycle. So we're working on that. So there are a number of factors. I do expect that the egg prices will level off. The supply and demand has leveled off in the last 10 days. However, with Easter coming, I think you're going to see another spike and will probably be another up maybe another dollar or so, and then it will start leveling off. So, one, uh, we've got to get the number of hens up that lay the eggs, and number two, we've got to get an overall control on the cost of raising chickens, and that starts off with fuel prices, diesel prices, fertilizer prices, electrical prices, natural gas prices, all the inputs, so then that can be relayed on to the consumer. So unfortunately, eggs are at the top of the food inflation index right now. I should have known this is coming. Somebody wants to know about getting in the chicken business or at least having a couple of layers of their own, a couple of hens of their own to lay eggs and provide their own eggs. You can walk us through that when we come back. I've, I've thought about doing this before when Mike Strang and I have spoken about this. Mike Strang, Commissioner of Louisiana, Department of Agriculture and Forestry. How about you get a couple of hens and let them lay your own eggs. We'll find out about how you get started doing that when we come back. Time now, WWL Traffic. 656, 4 till 7. Always nice of Mike Strang, Commissioner of Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry, to spend some time with us, picking us up, making us feel good, as he does every Thursday morning. So, Mike, somebody texting in, and we've talked about this before, um, about having a couple of chickens to lay eggs, and I guess that'd be a way, I don't know, would it be around high prices? Is it, is it cost-effective to do that? Absolutely, and the chickens make great pets. My wife has about a dozen, mm-hmm. you know, and every every year about this time I'll come home and I'll hear them chirping. She'll get more chicks and put them out in the laundry room. And we raise, we raise chickens. My brother raises chickens. It's a lot of fun. You can get the chicks at your local feed and seed. Uh, you can also order them online. There's a company called Strombergs, which is very good. Some very good companies, they'll send them in the mail. But I recommend going down to your local feed and seed where you can buy the chicks. And, get a, you know, you can get several different types, depending on if you want brown eggs or, you know, or if you want, you know, the blue eggs. But I like those big brown eggs. And, of course, and, and get several different types. And you'll find that chickens can be very affectionate and pets. And it's just wonderful. You go out there and you get those fresh eggs. And I tell you, if you get eight or ten chickens, you'll have enough eggs for you, your family, and your neighbors because they just keep on laying. And you can get all the supplies you need at your feed and seed. Uh, you can buy some pre-made chicken houses, or you can build your own. The pre-made chicken houses, again, at your feed and seed or at Tractor Supply, they sell that. So that's a wonderful way to help. And, of course, you know, in most areas, you can have hens, but not a rooster. A lot of and within the ordinances of a number of different townships and others, roosters are not allowed because of the noise, you know, the, the, the crow and everything. But, but chickens are, and it's very fashionable. And, of course, you know, our chickens do very well here. Every afternoon they get turned out of the chicken pen, and they go out running across the yard and the farm. And right at dark they go in because my wife brings them their mealworms. So, again, you can really supplement, uh, you know, on food costs by having, you know, a few hens. How much is it going to cost you to get started? Well, you know, you're Roughly. looking at the chicks are probably 2 or $3 each. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a nice little chicken coop, 
you're probably talking about two to four hundred dollars for you know a pre-made chicken coop. If you get your supplies, your feeders, probably another hundred dollars for that. And of course, if you got a nice chicken coop, you already got your egg boxes. So you can spend you know two hundred and fifty to four hundred dollars to get started. But you can start off small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like everything else, and then go. But everything is a long-term investment, and the chickens will live for years. And of course, but it's a wonderful thing, especially if you have kids. Uh, you can show them, you know, teach them about where food comes from. And again, those hens become very affectionate. They become pets. Is this anything that you like incur a lot of vet bills for anything like that? Or do they pretty well not take care really. of themselves? They're very, they're very healthy. You know, it's, it's not like, I mean, it's not like dogs or cats. Once you get them, you really don't have to vaccinate them. You take care of them. Uh, only if they do get sick, you know, do you bring them to the veterinarian. And so our, our, Birds have been very healthy. You know, rarely do we have any type of medical issues with them. You feed them a good diet, a diet that you get, you know, from the feed and seed for, you know, for the hens. You know, that's grower diets as you're growing them out. But they're very healthy. They're very stoic. And, of course, it's just a lot of fun. You get you some chickens, I'm going to bring you some bees. We're going to get you in the farming business, Tommy. Sounds good, Mike. Have a great week and be safe, all right? Thank you. Take care. You betcha. Don't forget, it's Arbor Day this weekend. Oh, is it? I thought it was in April. Oh, we're celebrating Arbor Day on Friday and Saturday. All right, plant a a tree. Mike String, Louisiana Commission Agriculture and Forestry. Back in a flash. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.